Hello and welcome to the Balance with Brit podcast. My name is Brittany Nicholson and I am a registered holistic nutritionist and personal trainer. In this podcast, we're going to explore all topics related to holistic health and wellness and realistic nutrition for real people. It's all about balance. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Britt, and guess what? Today I am coming at you with a solo episode. I'm actually really enjoying doing some of these um, solo options and just chatting with you one-on-one. And I'm excited for today's episode because I am talking 12 things that are making your anxiety worse. And listen... I know because this is um, anxiety is such a huge part of my own health story and it continues to be something that I prioritize and focus on um, because we live in a high stress, high anxiety world and we need these tools in our toolbox so that we can support those anxious moments. And that doesn't mean I'm totally anxiety free, but I do have a lot more resources um, and tools available to me now than I did before. And I feel like I am well supported. And some of these things on this list are definitely things that I did a lot of at the peak of my anxiety. Now, I don't, I'm not going to get into my whole health story because we've definitely gone into it a few times on the podcast already. Um, But if you haven't heard it, go back to episode one. I deep dive into all things Brittany in that episode. Um, But as, you know, a quick version, involved a lot of anxiety, digestive issues, um, gut issues, and kind of just like how all of those things are connected. And um, you, you, the body doesn't work, the body systems don't work independently of one another. My digestive issues were connected to my um, mental health issues and my mental health issues were in connected to my digestive issues and really having to focus on both for healing and that holistic approach where the whole body is taken into account. So you'll notice that some of the items on this list are not nutrition directly related, but some are. And listen, it's all connected and um, it doesn't mean that if you're doing all the things on this list, we need to totally change our life overnight. No, that's going to be more stressful. Pick one thing that you can focus on this week and wait till you've perfected it to add something new on and try and my favorite way to incorporate new habits is to habit stack. And we've talked about this in previous episodes where, you know, you add a new habit onto one that you're already doing so that it doesn't feel like such a wild shift to your routine. So one of the, let's start right into this list, all right? So um, one thing that might be making your anxiety worse is caffeine. Now the thing with caffeine, and I approach this topic cautiously with clients because we all love our coffee and I'm one of them, Um, but Caffeine can be something that um, c- 
contributes to stress. It's a central nervous stress and anxiety. It's a central nervous system stimulant. Now, if you love your coffee, I get it. I do too. I also love my matcha, um, which also has caffeine in it. Um, but maybe, you know, we see how much we're getting in a day. Do we have a threshold that beyond that we feel more anxious? Maybe instead of having your coffee on an empty stomach first thing in the morning, we focus on brushing our teeth, having breakfast, and then our coffee with a little bit of food in there um, so that we can decrease that um, cortisol response. So that's one thing that I found has made a huge impact One, I swapped my morning coffee out for matcha, which still has caffeine. So I still get a little bit of that caffeine kick, but it has that calming L-theanine in there. So I'm less jittery from it. Um, And then if I if I do opt for coffee, I do love like a um, a late morning afternoon latte, but I'll opt for decaf, which still does have a little bit of caffeine in it, but it gives me a little bit more of that. I'm not. I don't get anxious and jittery from it when I opt for a ca- um, decaf. There are some brands like um, like Kicking Horse Coffee that does a half calf, which if, if I'm feeling for a, an extra little kick, I'll opt for that. Um, but caffeine is one thing to pay attention to and see how you feel with and without it. If you are a big caffeine addict and you're drinking a lot, I definitely don't recommend like quitting it cold turkey. You won't feel very good, um, but kind of slowly easing off of it um, and see how you feel on that anxiety front. Another one, uh, another habit that commonly makes anxiety feel worse is neglecting sleep. Um, so many of us highly anxious, sometimes overachievers will work late into the night, neglect that sleep. You're on your screens too late. And what you're ending up with is not a very restful sleep, which is your body's time to rest and recharge. And every hour of lost sleep increases cortisol levels, which if you didn't tune into my previous episode, that is your stress hormone. So prioritizing sleep goes a long way in supporting those stress and anxiety levels. Another one, let's say number three, is skipping meals. And this comes down to both, you know, your body feeling stressed if we're in too much of a caloric deficit, but also, you know, decreased nutrient availability. We need nutrients for a happy body um, and blood sugar instability as we go too long without eating. So being on that blood sugar roller coaster, not getting enough nutrients in throughout the day, all of these things are added stressors on your body. I like to focus on meals that are spread apart like three to four hours and you are getting a good source of protein, fat and fiber with those meals and snacks so that you're feeling satiated until your next meal, which is super important. On kind of a similar path as this, we'll say number four is sugar. Sugar intake is another one of those central nervous system stimulants that is anxiety provoking. So if we, like I know, listen, I've talked about it before, balance is super important. I love gelato. Gelato is my thing. Okay, I've talked about it so many times on here, but I love gelato. And for a period, I was living really close to a local gelato shop here. And I, it was like less than a kilometer to walk. So I just walk there. <laughs> I live a little bit further now, but 
Um, I definitely can recognize when I've had too much in my anxiety levels more than anything. For me, it's not about the waistline or the calorie count. It's mentally how am I feeling? And now it's like, you know, say I'm having it's the night before a big presentation, feeling a little bit anxious about it. My husband might be like, oh, do you want to go out for a gelato? That'll be a nice like celebration for this upcoming presentation. And I'm like, well, maybe not tonight because I don't think I need to add more to my to my anxiety bucket. But I definitely will take you up on that another night. (laughs) So just being aware of our intake of processed, refined sugar options, because again, they're going to have an impact on that that blood glucose and it's very central stimulating to the central nervous system. It has an impact on our gut, which impacts our mind. So there's a few different ways that, you know, sugar can manifest in some anxiety. I'm trying to keep track here because we've done caffeine, sleep, skipping meals, sugar. That's four. Um, Number five is not getting fresh air. Oh my gosh, this one's huge for me. When I'm going through like a particularly anxious moment or some anxious thoughts, my favorite thing to do, even if I just go outside and shovel the driveway in the wintertime or mow the lawn in the summertime, go for a walk with the dog. Um, on weekends, maybe I I love camping in the summertime and hiking and just spending as much time outside as possible. Um Given the smokiness in our area lately, that's been a little bit more difficult, but do what you can. Um, There's so much science behind the benefits of spending time in nature on our mental health, especially as our access to green spaces dwindles. And I always say like if it's not as good as getting outside in sunlight and, and all the benefits with that, but if you don't have as many access to green spaces, get some house plans, bring them inside the house, create your own little indoor oasis. I've done that as well. I, if you can see my house from the road, it looks like I live in a jungle for sure. So spending time in nature and getting some fresh air is a big one as well. Um, another thing that can make your anxiety worse is not drinking enough water. Dehydration. Listen, I'm going to tell you, this is one of my worst habits. Um, buy yourself a cute water bottle, do some water infusions, maybe a fun like mocktail recipe, um, drink herbal teas or some um, high water content, eat high co- water content foods, like watermelon or cucumber. Um, and all of those things can help amp up that hydration status so you're not feeling so anxious. And another one is not moving your body. So um, if we are stationary, we're sitting at a desk all day and then we go home and we lie on the couch and then we're, you know, we're so tired because we're in this kind of stress cycle of we're not moving our body, we're, you know, eating too much sugar, we're not sleeping well, you end up in this huge cycle of stress and anxiety and Honestly, I know because I've been there and if I don't work hard at prioritizing moving my body and minimizing sugar and paying attention to how much caffeine I've had and meal timing and um, creating balanced meals, that anxiety comes back and I can use that as a reminder like, okay, let's come back to those habits that I know work for me. Another habit that can make anxiety worse is heavy drinking 
in terms of alcohol. Alcohol has a negative impact, we know, on our health um, and our gut and everything in between. So again, pull out those fun mocktails. Um, limit your drinking to, you know, those those few social events. Um, I've personally never been much of a drinker, but I know that for some, this is something that you do socially with friends. And those social gatherings are really important for our mental health as well. But maybe we are just not overdoing it. We are focusing on alcohol that's less sugary. So we don't get the sugar and the alcohol double whammy. Um, And we are just, you know, paying attention to when our body is saying like, okay, we're done. <laughs> Another, I'm going to um, chat about some lifestyle habits next because we've talked about kind of sugar, meal spacing, balanced meals, caffeine. Um, we've talked a few lifestyle habits in terms of sleep, not moving your body, not getting fresh air. Another really big one is spending too much time online. So many of us are guilty of this because of our you know, the world we live in. Everything's online. Many of us are working from home. Our phones are our work devices as well, and we're always connected. And I know even for me, that can feel really hard to disconnect from because I want to be available to people. Um, I have started turning off my phone um, as the sun sets to try and pay attention to those circadian rhythms um, and that day Uh, night cycle. So limiting some of that screen time is going to be helpful both for our mental health and may in turn encourage better sleep. On the same line as this is always saying yes and not having boundaries, that is going to make your anxiety worse. And listen, I'm talking to you right now. I understand. I This is probably one of my worst habits, always saying yes and I, I come from a place where I like to help. I want to help people. I want to help everybody. And you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's okay to say no every once in a while. Um, so setting those boundaries. For me, it's like, you know, most of my friends know. And if they don't, and you're listening, I might not respond to you after 8 o'clock. I'm sorry. (laughs) But uh, it's important to me and it's important to my mental health and it helps with better sleep and it helps with my anxiety. So 8 o'clock I say, but it might be more like 9 o'clock. And, you know, if at least for a couple hours before bed we can shut off those devices, that's going to encourage more restful sleep, which is going to help decrease those feelings of anxiety might make you wake up feeling more rested and more likely to move your body and make a nourishing breakfast. And, you know, you're not feeling as lethargic, so you don't need that extra caffeine or sugar to get through your day. Again, this can be a perpetuating vicious circle. Okay, the last two on this list um, are, are big ones. One is like a messy environment. So one, like your kitchen. If your kitchen is cluttered or your bedroom is a disaster or, you know, your living room where you spend most of your time is just super messy, 
even if you don't feel like it's weighing on you, it does. <laughs> and I've said this before to clients and probably on the podcast, the kitchen is the big one for me. Like I need a clean kitchen because I don't want to spend time in a cluttered and messy environment. It makes me anxious. It stresses me out. And maybe this isn't you, but maybe it is. And taking the time this week to declutter one room is huge. I just feel like it's such a representation. Our external environment is such an, a strong representation of our internal one as well. So pick a room you spend a lot of time in, one that you hate spending time in maybe because it's so cluttered, and take some time this week to do some decluttering, a little bit of spring-summer cleaning. And the final one is the people you surround yourself with. Are they negative, pessimistic, narrow mindset, or are they encouraging and motivating and uplifting? This can be a hard one because sometimes those negative people in your life are, are family and really close friends. And I think just being aware of who you're surrounding yourself with is so, so powerful. And even if it's people like me on the podcast being that positive influence or people you're following on Instagram, are they portraying messages that are positive and uplifting or do they kind of make you feel crappy about yourself? Go through that social media detox. Get rid of the people that are shedding negative, um, you know, light in your life, uh, in a social media context, you can't just like cut people out of your life. Um, but you can set boundaries with those people, um, and just cultivate, just work on cultivating those positive, happy relationships and surround yourself with those, those positive and uplifting people. And this isn't coming from like a toxic positivity standpoint. Like it's not, you're not positive enough for me. You're not my friend. No, it's just like understanding that who you surround yourself with has an impact on your mental health. And it's okay to set boundaries if you need to. Um, it's okay to recognize that like not everything is perfect while still trying to cultivate positivity. Um, and I'm definitely not I'm not into toxic positivity. It's good to acknowledge when things like are feeling kind of crappy, but also paying attention and being mindful of the things that make you happy and bring you joy and uplift you. Um, so a few things, those are all the things on my list. Um, so, you know, it's the caffeine, the skipping meals, not moving your body, the sleep, sugar, messy spaces, heavy drinking, always saying yes, spending too much time online, not getting fresh air, not drinking enough water, um, n surrounding yourself with those of negative mindset or negative attitudes. So what can we do to make our anxiety better? You know, even if it's, say you drink like six cups of coffee a day, maybe that's what you're tackling. Maybe you're not sleeping well. Maybe we, we tackle some sleep hygiene and that can be another episode I chat about. Let me know if that's something you want to talk about. Maybe we swap, swap out a couple of our weekly cocktails for mocktails or we dedicate some time to moving our body just like a walk after dinner. Maybe we spend some time outside. Again, walk after dinner, killing two birds with one stone. Or we're just being a little bit more mindful of our sugar intake and our water intake and setting some boundaries with people and our phones and our technology. All of these things have made profound impacts for me. And even when I find my anxiety creeping back, these are all things that I continue to look back on. 
Also, working with someone like myself is helpful in identifying other areas that you might be contributing to stress and anxiety in the body, whether it's, you know, blood sugar instability, gut health issues, digestive imbalances, blood sugar. Did I say it? I think I said blood sugar imbalances, um, hormone imbalances, all of these things are also playing a role. So working with someone like myself, um, where you don't, you can eliminate the guesswork and, um, get that support and that personalized support, that cheerleader. And that's what I love doing. Um, so I encourage you to reach out if that is you click the link in my, in the show notes for all the details on how I can support you one-on-one and stay tuned for more episodes from me. Thank you for listening this week, everyone. And if you enjoyed this episode and there's a few things in there that really resonated with you, send me a message. I would absolutely love to hear and um, leave a review or a rating on here. It really does help us grow. And I hope you all have the most amazing week and we will see you next week for another new episode. Bye everyone.